Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Hello and welcome to the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Come find me on your free Odyssey app wherever you download your apps. Find me on social media. I've just put a bunch of breakdowns out there all over Twitter, YouTube, um, uh, Instagram, you name it. It's, it's all out there. I've done a, a lot of different breakdowns. I was in, let's just talk championship Sunday because I was in Baltimore yesterday. I was down the field, um, down there three hours before kickoff. I was there talking to the CBS crew, their whole pregame show, talked to J.J. Watt, Nate Burleson, uh, you know, Phil Sims, Boomer, they were all down there. Had a good time, good chats with a lot of different players. Saw Zay Flowers before the game, saw Mahomes, saw, saw Kelsey. I, I was down there. I, I really had a great time pregame down there on the field. You, The intensity in the stadium, it felt like champ. I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to be inside the stadium. I wanted to feel the crowd. I wanted to feel the tailgate. I wanted to feel, you know, what it was like because it's not like that every Sunday. And so take it, take your hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs for coming into Baltimore and going up and down the field the first couple of drives and putting up points, putting up 14 points against the number one defense in football. And when you watch, I mean, it really does start with Patrick Mahomes and the game plan that Andy Reid had, because I could read you a bunch of stats. It's not, that's not really what this is about. Um, you know, there was no mistakes made in Kansas city, but it's interesting because how many throws I counted that Mahomes literally got the ball out of his hands in less than a second and a half. And in some of the cases, it was nothing more than Derek Jeter turning a double play. I mean, as soon as he caught the shotgun snap from Creed Humphrey, the ball was gone. Whether it was uh, what they call a stash rash, a stick route to, to Jason Kelsey or to Travis Kelsey or, you know, to Noah Gray or to Rasheed Rice. I mean, it was, or to Pacheco. It was get the ball out of your hands and get it in space and get whatever you can get. Sometimes it was three yards. Sometimes it was five. Sometimes it was eight. But it was completions, and they were staying on track. They weren't going to get into negative situations against this Ravens defense that can blitz, that can get home with four, that can really affect your quarterback. And on the opening drive, the first touchdown of the game was to Travis Kelsey. And it's just an unbelievable play. It's it's one of the, it's just what quarterbacks have to do in championship level games. This is how you win these games. I mean, it's a it's a wheel and out and up. Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton. I mean, they didn't get matched up a lot, you know, but because Baltimore is primarily a zone team. But when they blitz, they play some man. And so Kyle Hamilton's a man coverage. Kyle Hamilton is he looks like he's six foot four. He might be. You know, he's every bit of six foot three, but he looks even taller than that when you see him in person. And he's perfect. I mean, he's he's fluid. He's long. He's got long arms. He's an excellent football player. He's got Travis Kelsey one on one. And Patrick Mahomes throws it to his favorite target. Travis Kelsey, like right in the corner of the end zone, back shoulder away from Kyle Hamilton. And Hamilton is all over him. And it's all legal. I mean, there's no pushing. There's no hands. I mean, it's just play the ball in the air. And Mahomes puts it away from Kyle Hamilton to where only Kelsey can get it. And he comes up with a touchdown. I mean, if you don't score on that one, maybe they kick a field goal. Who knows what happens? But, you know, they're not jumping out to a 7-0 lead. The play is just classic Mahomes. Now, on the day, 
The ball never hit the ground when he when he targeted Travis Kelsey. 11 for 11. It's what, you know, and I, I put out yesterday that they now, with that touchdown against Kyle Hamilton, it's their 19th touchdown between the two of them in postseason. So we know that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we know what his postseason record is now. It just keeps growing, right? He's now 14-3 and three in the postseason, 17 postseason games. In 17 postseason games, he's thrown 19 touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. It's arguably, it's the greatest postseason combination. Brady Gronk, you know, Jerry Rice. I mean, the, the greatest ever. So the ball didn't hit the ground. And then you look at how how Spags, you know, and then Pacheco gave him, they gave him tough runs. And, you know, look, Baltimore, to their credit, they, they shut him out in the second half. I mean, they came out to go off the blocks faster. They blitzed more. They put more pressure on Mahomes. Um, they tackled better. They didn't give up the big play in the second half. And so uh, I think they got one third down conversion to Justin Watson. Other than that, they just shut him down. They played, but, you know, it was, they got down 17 to seven. And so then it was a question of, could Baltimore mount any kind of a comeback? And look, Lamar's going to get scrutinized. Uh, Todd Munkin's going to get scrutinized. Lamar Jackson had 148 runs in the regular season. I think he's had 19 in the postseason. He had two runs, two designed runs yesterday. He had six scrambles, but he had two designed runs for the best runner on the field with the team that's the number one rushing football team in the league, leads the league in rushing, leads the league in rushing attempts. Two designed runs for Lamar. Now we saw him go on fourth and one for 21 yards. It was classic. He hesitated. You know, he just took his time, patient. We saw a misdirection run for six yards going away from the flow. And that was it. Otherwise, he had a couple scrambles. So I, I got a question, and the score was never wider than 17 to 7. You just kind of wonder, was that the right game plan when Baltimore has been so good at just pounding teams the way they did Houston the week before? Anyways, and Lamar was a great look. They took eight, eight deep shots in the game. They connected on two. One to Zay Flowers on a broken play for the touchdown, their only touchdown of the day. Um, but other than that, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams defended the deep ball all day long. I mean, you can't cover these deep routes to Bateman, to Odell Beckham Jr., to Zay Flowers any better than they did. They took the deep ball away. You know, and then Spags really, he, he blitzed in certain situations. That really, you know, and they just they just pressured Lamar and they took away the run. And so it was a classic Steve Spagnola game. In fact, all the defensive backs were wearing T-shirts yesterday uh, pregame saying, in Spags, we trust. Spags now going for his third Super Bowl championship as a defensive coordinator. In the second game, Detroit couldn't have played any better in the first half. I mean, it's 24 to 7. Uh, at halftime, it could have been 28 7. They had the ball at the five yard line with, you know, under a minute to go in the first half. And they kind of foiled that, to be honest with you. It could have been 28 7. But regardless, it's 24 7. 
you could say whatever you want. I mean, the, the 49ers haven't made very many plays. They haven't run the ball well. They haven't done much well at all. So they come out to start the third quarter, and they immediately start attacking. And they end up going down. They kick a field goal 24-10. And then they stop Detroit, and then they got the ball back, and they just said, okay. Kyle Shanahan was ticked off that they didn't score on the opening drive of the third quarter to make it 24-14. So you know what he did on the first time he got the ball? On first and 10, the next time they got the ball back, he went downtown. That's the one to Brandon Ayuk against uh, Kildall Vildor, where the ball gets tipped up. There's a clear pass interference. The flag comes out, and Brandon Ayuk catches the deflection at the three-yard line. And two plays later, uh, Brock Purdy throws an absolute dime off movement to hit Brandon Ayuk to cut it to 24-17. And then the next play, the next play, Tayshawn Gibson defensively strips the ball from Jameer Gibbs and Eric Armstead recovers, and the 49ers put up 17 points in the first 12 minutes of the third quarter to tie the game up 24-24. And it was about as quick a turnaround as you could get. Now, Brock Purdy was sensational. In the fourth quarter, he had three scrambles for 52 yards, in addition to one great throw after another. I mean, anybody that still doubts that Brock Purdy belongs in a Super Bowl, that's a Super Bowl championship caliber quarterback, that can't that can lead his team to a, a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. If anybody still doubts Brock Purdy, they're just not watching, or they just have a pre a predestined disposition about somebody that was nicknamed Mr. Irrelevant at one time. It doesn't matter where you get drafted. Kurt Warner wasn't drafted either. He was stocking groceries, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He wears a gold jacket. Like, I'm not predicting Hall of Fame status for Brock Purdy, but you have to get over where he was drafted, where he came from, what he looks like, you know, his demeanor. The guy is a cold-blooded assassin is what he is. And his scrambles yesterday, he channeled Steve Young. That's what Steve Young did to go win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's how he played the game. He pulled the ball down and ran. And nobody ever doubted Steve Young's ability, ever, at any level. So hats off to Brock Purdy. And then defensively, they played great. You know, they got to, they got to take away by Tayshawn Gibson. Now, um, there's two fourth down stops that they made. And you could question Dan Campbell and his not going for the field goal. He, 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 he went out and Signed Badgley, you know, and got rid of Patterson. Badgley had been perfect on his field goals. And, you know, the second one is fourth and three. They could tie the game up 27-27. It's a 48-yard field goal attempt. And he he foils it. He's chasing points. He didn't go for it on fourth and – he go for the fourth uh, field goal on fourth and two. They lost out. All right, you can say that, you know, Reynolds should catch the ball, probably should. But still, it's not a great throw. Um, it's a stop. Fourth and three, fourth quarter, you could tie the game up 27-27. He goes for it. And the, the problem is, is that it's not a there, there's confusion on the play. Three receivers are in the same spot when Goff is looking ready to throw. <clears throat> he doesn't make the throw. Nobody's looking for the ball. There's confusion. And so now the rush, Chase Young, you know, a Hargrave, they're all after him. Now he's on the run. Now he's trying to make the move on the run. And look, that's what you want to do to Jared Goff. You want to move him. And he tries to make a throw down the field to Amon Ross St. Brown. 
49ers get the ball back, go down, score, make it 34-24. For all intents and purposes, the game was over. Uh, Excellent second half by the 49ers. Championship performance in the second half. It looked ugly. The the Detroit came out. They they had their way with the Niners. They ran it. um, They ran it great. They executed, but it's a four-quarter game, and they didn't finish it. They didn't finish the game, and the coach has got to live with his decisions, but I think he will because one of the reasons why they got to a championship game is they were aggressive all year. And you can't go, okay, well, we're going to dip our toe in the aggressive pool this week, but we won't do it next week. And I know in, you know, in the moment you got to maybe calm yourself down. Maybe it's good if Dan has, you know, another senior guy next to him been around this league a long time going, Dan, take the emotion out of the game. Let's, let's just kick the field goal here. Let's, let's tie it up. Let's go play some defense. Make them go a long field. They didn't do that. Gave him great field position at the 38-yard line, and that was that. Niners went down there and took care of business. So great, great championship Sunday. The Ravens had their chances for sure. Um, they played great championship-level defense. Kyle Hamilton was out of this world all game long. That guy is a star, an absolute star. Roquan. Um, you know, they, they played great defensively against a really talented Chiefs offense. I mean, how about Marcus Valdez-Scantling to ice the game with another 30-yard completion with 2.16 to go on third down, and he gets behind Austin uh, Arthur Marlette, you know, for a big play to put the game on ice. Um, we are going to come back here, and we're going to revisit some of Championship Sunday later on this week. And next week, we will just build. We'll build gradually. I'll be in Las Vegas. We will do this from Las Vegas. We will give you some of the the atmosphere and the flavor and the buildup of this game, Super Bowl 58. It's a rematch of four years ago when the Chiefs offensive line wasn't very good. Um, Anyways, we will revisit that game. In fact, uh, uh, we will revisit the game. Uh, I was going to call out to play on third and 15 when – uh, Tyreek Hill caught the pass from Mahomes to, and they steamrolled down 10 in the fourth quarter in that game. But we will preview this game in Las Vegas uh, pretty regularly throughout the week, building up to Super Bowl 58. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, I've been in here for eight hours today, uh, just enjoying every aspect of this game. I know you did as fans. I'm here to give you a, a little flavor in what I see, and I look forward to talking to you later this week.